Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Tuesday, August 15th. Coming up, late last week, a central Kansas police department raided the office of a local newspaper. We'll hear why the story is getting international attention. It has a chilling effect because if law enforcement are allowed to get away with this, if they're not held accountable for doing this, then it's open season on journalists everywhere in Kansas. We'll bring you an interview with one of the journalists who broke the story. But first, some headlines. The Centers for Disease Control has confirmed there's an uptick in COVID-19 cases. Kansas City Health Director Marvia Jones says there are a couple of reasons. We believe there is a new variant out, obviously, um, but also people just moving out and about. People are travel is hitting record highs at this point. Kids are going back to school. People are just very much out and about. It is a mild increase. University Health says it's seeing about a half dozen new cases a day compared to just one to three a few weeks ago. The Wyandotte and Johnson County Health Departments are teaming up to find the hottest parts of their counties. KCUR's Savannah Holly-Bates reports 60 volunteers mapped heat islands there this past weekend. With extreme heat getting more common, Wyandotte and Johnson counties want to mitigate the effects of heat islands before they get worse. Temperatures can be 20 degrees hotter in a heat island than in nearby areas due to lack of trees and more pavement. Wyandotte County social epidemiologist Hannah Connor says structural racism plays a role too. She expects higher temperatures in areas with more industry and roads. What do you do on these really hot days? So when it's 100 degrees and we know that some parts of the county get to say, I don't know, 105 or 106, what are we going to do about that? The counties will share the data as they work on plans to alleviate heat islands, like planting trees and weatherizing houses. We'll be back after this. It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. On Friday, the police department in Marion, a small town an hour north of Wichita, raided the offices of the local newspaper, the Marion County Record. The story has attracted international attention because forceful searches of journalists' homes and offices are so rare in the United States. News outlets from around the country have signed a statement supporting the record and its staff, and the Society of Professional Journalists, a prominent national organization, has offered the paper $20,000 to help pay for its legal fees. Sherman Smith is the editor-in-chief of the news website The Kansas Reflector. He and his co-workers broke the story late last week. He told KCUR's Steve Kraske why the raid was unprecedented and what it could mean for American journalists. You know, a police raid of a newspaper, Sherman, how unusual is this? Well, when I talked to Emily Bradbury, the executive director of the Kansas Press Association Friday, she said that, as far as we know, this has never happened in Kansas. Wow. What happened during this raid and what do we know about that? You know, police showed up at the the newsroom in Marion as well as at the publisher's house simultaneously uh, and also at a councilwoman's house. And uh, they they came in, they took 
all of the electronics, the computers, hard drives, uh, server from the the newspaper office. They they took the personal cell phones from reporters. Uh, the police chief literally ripped the phone out of one reporter's hand and apparently injured her fingers in the process. They took other documentation. The search warrant allowed them to take any correspondence or records related to uh, a local restaurant owner who had been feuding with the newspaper. Um, they had uh, the right to take uh, utility records. At the publisher's home, they, they took photos of his personal financial statements. What do we know, Sherman, about why the police took this step? And I know the story gets a little convoluted uh, in sort of why the entire five officer staff of the Marion County Police Department took part in this raid. Yeah, there's a lot of small town drama here that I don't think anybody has fully unpacked yet. But the search warrant itself uh, says that they were investigating a alleged crime of identity theft and uh, improper use of a computer. And what it appears happened here is a reporter had received information about this restaurant owner uh, and her her past conviction for drunken driving and uh, some other information about her driver's license. So the reporter used the driver's license number and date of birth to look up her, her driving record on the the internet. There's a state agency that has this information. It's intended to go look up your own stuff. Uh, and there's a disclaimer there that says you're not allowed to disseminate this information. Um, the reporter typed in the information to, to access her record and verified that what they had been given was correct. Uh, but then the newspaper decided that this wasn't appropriate to publish and decided not to write a story. Um, instead, they notified police that it appears to there there appears to be some funny business going on with how this information was handed to them. Um, police then notified the restaurant owner. Her name is Carrie Newell, uh, and launched an investigation uh, in in coordination with the Kansas Bureau of Investigation. Um, then that culminated in this uh, a, a local judge, a magistrate judge, signing the search warrant, uh, which police executed Friday. So it sounds like the newspaper tried to do the responsible thing here. Uh, Sherman, am I seeing that right? Yeah, that's the the publisher's point of view. Publisher Eric Meyer, you know, they they vetted information about uh, somebody who was in the news and then decided not to publish it. As you just mentioned, this county district court judge signed the search warrant that authorized this raid. Still, you have to wonder, is a raid of a newspaper like this legal? There's a federal law, the Privacy Protection Act, that makes it illegal to do this for anybody who is involved in gathering news. Um, the idea is to protect journalists from uh, raids like this that could be designed to find out who our undercover sources are, our confidential sources are, uh, which is a direct threat to the the First Amendment and and to democracy. And so the the way it's supposed to work is that if there's something that some sort of evidence that is uh, absolutely necessary for a case, you would issue a subpoena and you know reporters would have a chance to go to court and argue before a judge why this should not be released. Police have pointed to a a loophole in this law which basically says if if a journalist specifically is the one committing the crime, uh, you could execute a search warrant. But the attorneys mm -hmm. that I've talked to say that the police are not really interpreting this correctly that you know first off if what the reporter did is not a crime uh, if it were violating the law the law itself would be unconstitutional 
Um, the reporter didn't disseminate anything, and it certainly wouldn't justify an raid of the entire newsroom and the publisher's home uh, for anything and everything, basically. Uh, especially since in this case, the reporter has already told police, here's exactly what I did. Well, the computers seized in this raid contained uh, advertising and legal notices that were supposed to appear in the next edition of the newspaper. You wonder how the paper will manage to print its next edition. Yeah, Eric Meyer, the publisher, was really worried about this on Friday. He's been defiant in saying we will publish something. Um, but I thought it was interesting that one of his first concerns was there are people who have who are relying on them to get get the word out about their businesses. And they have the contract with the county to get the county legal notices out. And they may not be able to do that if they can't uh, replicate those files somehow. Um, he was saying they, they're going to have to go back through old PDF files of the newspaper to try to get a copy of the nameplate so they could even just have their own you know, imaging on on the, the pages when they go to press Tuesday night. Um, so it's certainly created a challenge. I know that uh, other media in the states have offered to help so that we can ensure that they do get their paper out. What are journalists saying about the impact this raid is going to have on their work uh, and the work that the Marion County Record conducts going forward, Sherman? Well, it has a chilling effect because if law enforcement are allowed to get away with this, if they're not held accountable for doing this, then it's open season on journalists everywhere in Kansas, right? I mean, it, we depend on sources to give us information, knowing that we're not going to talk about them. We're not going to disclose their identity. We're not going to say how we got this information necessarily. If they know that police can come take all our computers and figure out who is giving us this information, they'll stop giving it to us. Uh, and that's why we're taking this very, very seriously. I should point out that there's been a death now in connection with this raid. Yeah. I, when I called uh, the the publisher's house Friday, it was my first call on their landline. And I, I talked briefly with the publisher's 98-year-old mother, Joan Meyer, who was a co-owner of the paper. And uh, she was very upset. She actually uh, handed the phone at one point to one of the police officers who was busy raiding her house, hmm. uh, who really didn't want to talk to me. Um, she did not eat uh, or sleep after that raid started Friday morning. And uh, Saturday afternoon, she collapsed and died in her home from the stress. Hmm. What else can a newspaper do to respond to this thing, Sherman? I've, there's been a little bit of press about lawsuits in the works. Yeah, I know there's a uh, really a, a coalition of national groups that are interested in uh, aiding with the, the legal efforts here. We expect some sort of court filing, perhaps as soon as this morning, uh, on behalf of the paper to get an injunction. You know, I think there's been remarkable show of solidarity among news outlets. But also, I think there's there can be no shortage of, of, of reporters uh, looking into this issue, looking into every connection, every background of every in individual involved uh, until we have a complete understanding of what happened and, and why. That was Sherman Smith of The Kansas Reflector and KCUR's Steve Kraske. You can read The Reflector's reporting on the Marion County record at kcur.org and at kansasreflector.com. 
In a letter sent to the Marion police chief on Sunday, the attorney representing the Marion County Records said the police aren't allowed to review information on any of the devices they seized from the newspaper last week. Kansas City-based lawyer Bernie Rhodes says both federal and Kansas law protect the confidentiality of journalists' sources. He says Kansas law also requires a hearing before law enforcement reviews material taken from journalists. The letter says the newspaper intends to seek full damages. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. This podcast is produced by Paris Norvell, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. If you like our show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive.